Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life, brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcott. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Friday, March 19, 2021. And yes, my friends, we have our first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that's what this episode is all about. It's Falcon Friday here on the podcast. So hopefully you got a chance to watch that first episode because we're going to be jumping into spoilers here in a little bit. But before we do... As always, a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turka, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Now, I did say yesterday that I'm not going to jump right into spoilers immediately, but let's just say it's going to be pretty darn quick. Because I got to say, you know, for, for just kind of initial impressions, um, you know, right off the bat, you can tell this is going to be a different show than WandaVision. And I mean, we all knew that, right? But I mean, this thing just hits the ground running in terms of action and then kind of starts diving into the stories and kind of setting up where the characters are and kind of the the state of things, if you want to say, kind of in this world post-Avengers Endgame. And uh, man, absolutely loved it. God, the show is going to be so good. I can't wait to see where it's going to go. But all right. Enough of that. Let's jump in here. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the first episode, uh, well, you've been warned because we're, we're going all in on this one. Uh, like I said, right off the bat, totally different show. I mean, you get this basically scene of Falcon, part of the Air Force. He is just running a straight-up mission uh, where there has been this uh, uh, soldier basically taken. And uh, we get this just divisions of him being the Falcon and working with the government and you know you just get this awesome over-the-top action scene of flying all over the place flying through a canyon you have guys on wingsuits um, he's being chased by missiles at one point taking out helicopters I mean it was just incredible and seeing Anthony Mackie do that uh, was just awesome right I mean he's such a great actor to be the one to fill those shoes uh, you know I love kind of the different Things we get to see the Falcon suit kind of do, you know, where he's pulling up the shield. I mean, we've seen that, but, you know, you get kind of multiple angles where he kind of can pull both wings together, putting up like a bigger shield. You get kind of the one shield where the one wing comes up. Um, it was just great. You know, uh, uh, the fight scenes looked awesome. I mean, it, it really felt like we were watching like Winter Soldier, essentially. I mean, that's kind of what we all wanted this to be, right? But we, we kind of get that. Um, and then, of course, we kind of get the wrap-up after that. And <laughs> we get, uh, what's his name? Torres, I guess is the guy's last name. It was kind of his, his little buddy. Uh, in the military, and uh, they kind of meet back up in that uh, square, and the guy's showing him who, as of right now, is kind of the villains of the series, these flag smashers, and they're, they're kind of using this app, uh, and I, I kind of like their motivation, right, because he, he mentions that they're a group of people who basically, you know, have come back after the blip, and they want there to be no nations, and, you know, it brings up the idea of, like, when the blip happened, and the people left, and of course, then they come back, there's this otherworldly threat, and so it brings up this idea of like at that point, then you think a lot of people would say, hey, why are we divided into different countries? We're just earthlings. Why would we have any government? And I think that's kind of the motivation for these flag smashers, that they're people that are just like, hey, let's get rid of the flags. I mean, literally it's in their name, flags for the, the individual countries. We're just earthers. You know, there doesn't need to be all these separate little governments. We need to just basically have one body, which then... Makes you think, well, isn't that kind of what Hydra wanted, right? They just wanted one one governing body, which was them, and of course was going to uh, lead to some some terrible things. Although in the comic books, uh, Hydra definitely that that's kind of one of the interesting things after the uh, Secret Empire was that when basically when Cap, although it really wasn't Cap, turned bad and went to Hydra was after the fact 
the kind of the current run of the Captain America book is uh, him dealing with people who actually liked Hydra being in charge because they were given more food and better schools and things like that, where Hydra kind of set things up for people to succeed. And and you think about it, well, you know, Hydra, they're terrible. They're murdering and killing people. Well, in the eyes of many, they actually were kind of providing for them. Um, and I think that's kind of what the Flag Smashers are thinking. Like, hey, if we can have this one governing body, everybody can get a piece. Everybody can be in this, uh, you know, kind of utopian type society and uh, so obviously that's where Falcon and, uh, you know, Bucky are going to be kind of taking, going back and, and trying to fight that back. Um, you know, I like the Torres, the conspiracy theory of just kind of the average Joe kind of wondering where Captain America is. And, the, you know, he asked him to say and bring him up to a moon base. And, you know, of course, in a world today with all kinds of conspiracy theories, yeah, that that's what people would think. Like, where is Captain America? Why is he not here with us anymore? Um I think that, you know, that would be something that would definitely be running rampant of, you know, where did he go? And, and the idea that people think he's on the moon. Uh, I love it, especially in a world, again, where you have these otherworldly invaders, this group coming from outer space to murder us. Yeah, why, why wouldn't he be on the moon, right? Uh, then we do get that event that Sam goes to to basically give up the shield. So we, we find out that he is indeed giving up the shield. He's kind of decided that. Uh, he doesn't want to take up that mantle, which was somewhat surprising. You know, at the end of Endgame, uh, when when Steve gives it to him, I mean, you know, he says, and they play the line multiple times here in the series of, you know, uh, he says it feels like it's someone someone else's. Of course, Steve said it isn't. Um, I don't know. I think maybe Sam is just too much of a burden. And, you know, by the end of this episode, you know, I think he, he regrets doing it uh, because, of course, someone else now is taking it up and it's not him. And Steve wanted it to be him. Um, and now the government obviously has, has picked someone else to do that. But, you know, at this event, um, you knew that shield wasn't going to sit there, that, you know, the, especially the government was not going to let it. Um, you know, the, I think Captain America obviously is a hero in terms of uh, his ability to fight and, you know, thwart villains and that. But it's also just uh, uh, an embodiment of the American spirit. It's it's hope, right? It's the pride of the country. And, so, you know, I think that's kind of what we see at the end of this episode. I don't think that Captain America is going to be a powerful super soldier like Steve was. I think it's more just going to be kind of what we saw Captain America in the first Avenger, where he's going around doing kind of the, I mean, it, granted it was for World War II, but kind of these events to kind of inspire the troops and inspire people. I think that's what this Captain America is going to be. Um, and, you know, that's what I think right now is kind of sad is like Sam could do both, right? He could be that inspirational Captain America that people need, but then also truly be that hero um, that Captain America can be, can be as well. He can fight off villains. He can, you know, do do all the the Falcon things, you know, thwart villains, but then also inspire. So obviously that's going to be a struggle, and um, we're going to see how the government's going to uh, kind of take to that when Sam clearly comes to them and says, okay, I'm ready to take it up. Your Captain America's garbage, basically, you know, and try to take it back. So that's going to be an interesting uh, little thing. Now, didn't know we were going to see Don Cheadle. Didn't know we were going to get a, a roadie appearance in this. So I thought that was kind of cool. I think that's going to kind of be a thread line that's going to kind of lead us into Armor Wars because, you know, um, we need heroes. And I think, Sam, didn't he say something like we need new heroes or something like that he said at this event? And uh, I, I think... You know, War Machine's going to embody that, especially now we're, we're in a world without Iron Man. Uh, I mean, obviously the world knows both Falcon and they know War Machine, but um, I think that, you know, that's going to be kind of the place where he's going to now be able to step up with that. So that was a nice little cameo that um, 
I just didn't didn't expect there. Uh, then of course we get the nightmare that Bucky is having of uh, uh, um, uh, what do you want to say an assassination that he had to undertake as the Winter Soldier. Um, always just so badass, right? I mean, you know, the minute you see the arm come through the wall, like you know we're in Winter Soldier. They have that that music or sound effect that they always use whenever he's kind of in that mind state. Um, it, it was just just epic, man. Just so so cool. Um, but then, of course, it ends with who we will learn later is uh, Yuri's son. Um, so somebody that he is um, trying to take out. And, and unfortunately, you know, it had me questioning, like, he befriends Yuri. And um, did he did he do that? And he was always talking to Yuri because he knew he had killed his son. I mean, that's what I'm trying to think. Because then, then you know, we, fly, we get into his um, therapy session. And we learn about the Senator Atwood, who was a Hydra member who he had put into place. And, of course, when Hydra fell, didn't matter. She was still in power. And so he's going through this process of going back and making, quote-unquote, amends. And the way for him to do that is to basically try and screw over those that he, you know, basically helped. And so the Senator Atwood, he's uh, – we see him kind of put this, uh, what, little, uh, little like, beacon or something on her car uh, that locks the car down. And he's able to go in. And I love the uh, therapist, too. Basically, they have the three rules, right? You know, And uh, one of the rules, of course, is don't hurt anybody. Guy pulls a gun on him. Buck just knocks the guy out which with his arm, which is awesome. So, I mean, clearly that guy ain't waking up anytime soon. Um, but he gives all the information to uh, the senator's um, uh, you know, uh, secretary or whatever it is. And they're able to take her down. And, of course, the police show up. So he's making amends, which obviously then we learn that's kind of, I think, what he's trying to do with Yuri in that, you know, he knows he killed his son. And so that's why he's been meeting with him. So I guess that that is kind of what they're alluding to there. Right. Uh, I mean, at first I thought it was kind of maybe by chance, but then obviously at the end, you know, I'm, and part of that, I thought it was by chance because of the way he acted when he heard Yuri kind of bringing up his son. But I think he just he knew. And that's why he was talking, because even the the girl that he he dates says, like, why are you always talking to him? Um so, yeah, I think he's just trying to befriend him and, and see maybe see what he can do to make amends uh, with Yuri. But, you know, th- this idea that, um, you know, Bucks, he, he's he's trying to, you know, he's going through therapy. And, you know, the therapist keeps saying to him, like, you know, you need to, what do you want? And, and he says, I want peace. And she's like, well, whenever you're alone, that's almost worse. And if you think about it, it is. I mean, he's, if, if you have nobody... All you can do is think about all the terrible things you've done in the past. Or in Buck's case, I mean, he's slowly having these nightmares. Or, well, I say slowly. I mean, he maybe he's probably having nightmares every single night. I mean, he, he kind of lies to her about it that he's having the nightmares or not having the nightmares. But what, what else could you do other than sit there? And even if you can't remember those moments, what else would you do other than sit there and think about what you potentially could have done and how terrible it is? Like the idea that he's able to even function knowing kind of what he did. I mean, we learned he got the pardon. Um, you know, I, I, I sit there and I think like, you know, can you can you blame him for just feeling this way, you know? And, and she's trying to tell him like, you're not the only one. Like she even says, you know, I was a soldier. I killed people. I learned to deal with it. She's trying to tell him like, get you, you have no friends. You have no family. I mean, she even makes it a point to show him on his phone. You're not answering Sam's texts. And... I'm the only person that you called. And it's like, you know, he even says like, are you lashing out at me? It's unprofessional. It's like, 
I, I mean, at some extent, it is, right? I mean, she, <laughs> yes, therapist woman, like, yeah, he has nobody. Like, but who is he supposed to have? Do you blame him for not having anybody? You know, how does he even start that process? You know, how does he even get to the point where he can meet people, especially because people, even though he was pardoned and even though he's in his right mind, I mean, we as the audience know that. You would hope that many people know that. You think they would have made his pardon public, but people kind of know who he is. I mean, this woman that he dates seems to maybe not know because she questions the gloves. And you would think if you knew who the Winter Soldier was, you would know that at least one of his arms are metal, but she doesn't seem to know that. So maybe not everybody knows who he is and he's not as public as you would think that he would be. Um, But uh, I don't know. You know, it's just like, how how could he befriend anybody? And I mean, he even mentions he tried the dating sites. (laughs) There's a bunch of weird photos. People with tigers, which had me laughing. Like, I was almost wondering, like, was that line written post um, uh, Tiger King world? Although, you know, I think we were actually supposed to get the show kind of mid last year. So probably not. Uh, but I thought that was kind of funny when they mentioned that um, pictures of people with tigers. Um, but uh, I love that he does say the only calm he ever really had was his short time in Wakanda, because really he was the White Wolf, right? I mean, if you remember, um, you know, T'Challa kind of mentioning that that the White Wolf is ready to fight again, or whatever the line is that he mentions about that, uh, because he was, you know, just able to just kind of be at peace there in his little his little hut or whatever it was he was living out there in that that field. Um, where he was able to just be with nature and, and not be around violence, um, you know, which would make me wonder, was he having the nightmares out there as well? And why was he able to be at peace out there and not um, be at peace kind of where he is now? You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's kind of surrounded by the, the bustling city uh, kind of surrounding him. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, then we start getting into more Falcons, um, plight and kind of what's going on with him because you know we there's basically two storylines kind of running right now you have buck um trying to make amends just in general probably that's probably what a lot of this is going to be is trying to make amends with some folks but yuri's of course is is the current one right now um and, and his son and then on the falcon side we meet his sister and his nephews who love their video games we kind of get <laughs> get a shot of that uh but essentially there she lives in louisiana and um the family business of fishing or, or crabbing you know i'm that, that they um, are going to have to lose it. And it was their parents' legacy as well as the house. She's not making money. She mentions, you know, for every $5 she spends, or I'm sorry, for every $5 she makes, she's spending $10. So she wants to sell it. Sam says no. He's like, hey, let me help you out. Finally, she agrees. They go to the bank. And, um, you know, this was an interesting thing. You know, it's something you never think about with superheroes. Um, you know, they're trying to get a loan basically to kind of consolidate everything, bring down the monthly payment. Make it where, you know, Sam can help her out as well. But you never think about the financials of superheroes. And I love that. Like the MCU it, it has been kind of following this. I mean, we we got the uh, Ultron events. And then when you go into Civil War, it's really exploring the idea of the collateral damage of superheroes, of a Hulk smashing through a building, thinking about the people that are affected by that. You know, yeah, sure, the Hulk saved the day and the Avengers saved the day, but how much was how much destruction and death happened in the wake of that helping? Um, and here now we get a superhero who now needs to financially help his family, and the banker is awestruck that he's Falcon when he realizes who he is, wants to take a selfie, wants all that stuff. But then when you boil it down to the specifics of trying to get the loan, the guy says, you know, you you're all over the place. You don't make money. How do you make money? And he's like, well, you know, sometimes people want to help us out. So it's like, 
do you just set up a Patreon as a superhero and, and hope you get paid? I mean, you know, he mentions like, got any of that Stark money or anything? Nope. You know, you, you know, Tony, I, I'm almost surprised that Tony wouldn't have ever set anything up to kind of help the heroes um, and the Avengers, but he didn't. Federal government, you know, loves using the heroes for, you know, their, their, um, uh, abilities and, and saving the day and all that. But, um, unfortunately doesn't care about them financially and, and help them with their family. So it's like, at what point is it worth it to be a superhero? You know, I think that's kind of what this bringing up here is like, what's the cost? And the cost obviously is, you know, you're not able to have a regular family, I guess, you know, someone like a Tony Stark was able to, cause he had millions cap. I mean, I guess was essentially in the military if you want to say, and was able to live on base, which really Falcon, I mean, that's really all he's got. But when it comes to life outside of that, um, he's unable to support that. And now here we have this situation where the family business is basically going to have to go by the wayside because there's no way to save them, you know, to, to have that income. And I thought that was interesting. I mean, we never get that in any of this, any of the superhero stuff. We never get insight into that. Um, and so the fact that this show is exploring that, uh, I love that. I love it. You know, and obviously I think that's going to be a through line. Hopefully he is able to turn it around, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, and then of course, after all that, we do have the ending of, um, the government basically revealing a new Captain America. And, you know, who knows who this guy is? He looks like a, a twig, basically kind of wearing the suit, wearing the shield, you know, I do love that he gives a little wink at the end. I mean, that's something that, you know, when you think back to uh, First Avenger, there are some of those moments when when uh, Steve is at those uh, kind of rah-rah events, and he is kind of in that mode, right? A big smile, like, hey, and all the women are kind of fawning all over him, you know, they kind of have on stage and all that. So I think this, that's cool. And I mean, we saw in the trailer, there is that scene where he seems to be at like a like the Super Bowl or like a football game kind of running out on the field. Um, so I think that's cool. But, you know, Sam's obviously going to have to struggle um, not only seeing that, but I think he's going to want to take up the mantle. Now, again, you know, I wonder if the government, if Sam came to them and said, okay, this guy you have is a sham. He, he's not, <laughs> he's not Captain America. You need a real Captain America here to come in who not only can be that face of the shield of that mantle, but you need someone who can actually be a hero as well. Um, I don't know if the government would want that. Like, you know, between the things that they went through with the, um, uh, you know, the Sokovia Accords, you know, where they, they want to make sure that they can control that person. I mean, obviously Falcon um, is working with the government, going on on missions with them. So he is kind of in accordance with some of that. Uh, but, you know, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see if the government is willing to allow him to be that. Um, but I just think that that's, um, that's awesome. So it kind of makes me wonder, I mean, I, I'm guessing by the end of the show, Sam will take up the mantle. I mean, I really have a feeling that it will be the case, uh, that he will be the Captain America through all this. But how he's going to get there, um, I don't know. You know, the other interesting part of this, too, is, you know, sure, we have the Flag Smashers. Um, so we know they're the villains. And, you know, the when we see the one thing that they use, I mean, I like the idea they're using kind of this app to kind of pull people in, almost like a Pokemon Go type thing. Uh, but when they get there, they tell everybody to put the masks on, and then there's actually this big uh, money heist that's happening. And uh, whoever the, the gentleman is that stole that stuff, he is somewhat super powered. As far as I can tell, that is not Zemo. Uh, I forget what the actor's name is that, that plays Zemo. Um, but we know Zemo is going to be the big bad of this. And so is he the leader of the Flag Smashers? 
Um, you know, would probably make sense the fact of what he was trying to do in Civil War, where he basically wanted to pit the Avengers against each other. Now I, I could see him buying into the idea of, hey, we're Earthlings now. Because that was the thing, like with his, what he was trying to do in Civil War, you couldn't blame the guy, right? His family was destroyed by the events of Age of Ultron. And so he was just like, I'm going to do whatever I can to get back at him, which I think any bright person, even though, you know, you really shouldn't be doing it because these are the heroes, like you could understand it, right? His His motivations. I think I could look at this and say, okay, well, now he sees, all right, well, we're all Earthlings. I was done wrong, basically, with what happened in uh, Age of Ultron. I, we're all going to be done wrong again by these governments. So I think in the end, that probably will be his motivation. But my question is, how did he get out? Like, how is he the leader? Unless he is, because this is kind of being used digitally, right? There is kind of this app that's being used to kind of control these people. Um, if he's just kind of doing it all kind of behind the scenes and there will be one big like breakout scene at some point where he is going to get out. Um, but I have a feeling it's not going to last that long. Cause I got a feeling they'll probably shut him down pretty quick. Um, but, uh, so far I like that. I like the idea of the flag smashers kind of being there. And, and that's the thing, this whole episode was really more kind of just setting things up. I mean, we got the big action piece in the beginning and then it's more just kind of like where are the characters setting the stage, uh, for them coming together and then where it's going to go. Um, moving forward now, you know, Buck having to now come to grips. I mean, he's on a date, which seems like a great date. And, um, you know, then he kind of realizes as she starts kind of walking him through kind of this, this um, I don't say a stage of grief, but, you know, just kind of talking about um, death and, and things like that. That's when he says, like, wait a minute, I got I to gotta go talk to Yuri right now. Um, which, which again, then kind of has me wonder, like, is that when he realized then that Yuri's um, son was the person he killed? Because it isn't really until he sees him on that little shrine that his, his he has created for his son, that he really kind of realizes it then. Uh, maybe there was always a uh, suspicion, and he was trying to get close enough to Yuri to get to that point where you could kind of maybe either ask him or see it, you know, by, by going into the apartment. Um, but um, we get the confirmation, and so, you know, Buck now, um, I guess, is either going to have to make amends or maybe in his mind now he has made amends. I don't know, you know, but I, I like that we're somewhat kind of trying to humanize Bucky um, through this because, you know, he has his mind back. I mean, the therapist does mention that, but uh, obviously these nightmares haunt him and um, we're just going to have to see where that kind of goes. But uh, they're going to have to come together, I'm assuming, next episode, right? At some point, they got to get together. Uh, hopefully, Sam will reach out to Buck and say, hey, I need your help because clearly now there there is this Flag Smasher group and... Um, yeah, they're going to have to just get on because Torres gets his face literally just smashed in. He, I mean, he mentions his orbital bone was just <laughs> wrecked. So he got kicked right in the face because whoever that person is has some sort of superpowers. I mean, we see them punch somebody and they go flying. So that that's what, you know, it's not Zemo unless, you know, I didn't look like it was that actor. But, you know, he's obviously got somebody working with him that has some sort of abilities uh, unless that person has uh, uh, an arm as well or kind of like, like Buck or maybe a I don't know. Maybe all their all their limbs are are uh, bionic like that. I don't know. We're just gonna have to wait and see. But overall, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was great, just kind of being back with those characters. Um, again, this was the first episode, so nothing too crazy, too over the top. Obviously, um, setting the stage for things. But I mean, that that opening action scene was just just incredible. Um, loved it. I mean, one of the best probably action scenes we get. Um, I mean, it was just on par with everything you see in the movies, right? I mean, there was no. I mean, you could put this and just say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's the first half of uh, 
of a new Captain America movie or whatever it is. Like it, it just was what it was. And I, I love that Falcon and Winter Soldier now get that spotlight. Like they're on the right track, right back in with these characters. And it seems like they haven't skipped a beat at all. And, you know, I really like too, that it is a very different show than WandaVision. Um, you know, WandaVision was all that, um, you know, speculation and mystery and all that. And, you know, it even had just some fun parts to it. This very serious, uh, right in the realm of, I mean, I hate to keep saying it, but right in the realm of Captain America Winter Soldier, which obviously Winter Soldier's in it, of course, but but it really is much more that um, military action show that uh, you kind of know, or we've kind of come to know and love from this side of the MCU. And uh, even in the comics, I mean, I mean, the comics, if you've never read the Captain America comics, especially like from the Winter Soldier arc on, this is what that series is about. It's always things with shield. It's always into, you know, just kind of this espionage and things like that. And, and um, that's one of the fun things about Captain America that, that I love. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for me today, guys. Let me know what you thought of the show. I would love to know your thoughts. Email me, theenthuslife at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at Marturka, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Let's get the discussion going. I know there will be a lot of chatter about this here um, in the coming uh, days. And, of course, all the talk online. Now, next week... I will actually be in Disney on the day this episode comes out. So I don't know um, when I'll get an episode out to you. I mean, I'm hoping Friday morning to watch it while we're there because actually Friday we're not going to one of the parks. We're just kind of hanging out at Disney Springs. Um, So hopefully we'll watch it in the morning and I can get a little podcast out. It won't be through the – I'll be actually doing it probably through my phone, kind of like I've done that before. Um, So it'll be a little bit different sounding in that, but I'll at least get you kind of my initial thoughts uh, on that episode. So uh, just be on the lookout for that next week, and it'll be a little bit later in the day, so it won't be early like this, like the typical uh, kind of Friday spoilery shows are, but uh, I will definitely get an episode out to you. And uh, this weekend, also look for on Sunday, I'm going to have a Game Impressions episode, uh, the uh, new Hawkeye DLC for you as well. So be on the lookout for that. But other than that, big thanks as always to Gamergoo for continuing to support the show. Gamergoo, that antiperspirant for your hands, gives you up to four hours of non-sweaty gamer hand coverage. Head over to Gamergoo.com and get different, all the information on all the different scents over there, including the cherry blossom, the teakwood, the orange, the peppermint, and the latest, the beach breeze. If you are interested in purchasing any of that, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L. Save yourself 10% off your order today. Again, that's Gamergoo.com. Use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me. Have a great weekend, and until next time, we'll catch you later. Later.